This podcast is a proud member of the Blueberry Network. That is Blueberry with no ease dot com. Blueberry with no ease dot com. Remember, you drop the ease. You're listening to the AutoCast Radio Network, the very best in online radio. Log in, kick back, and turn us up. AutoCast Radio. We supply your anime fix. Warning: This show is intended for mature audiences only. Even though the hosts are not mature. You're listening to the Bonsai Beat, your weekly window into the world of anime, featuring all the latest news, episode reviews, and discussion. On this week's show, we bring you news from Otakon 2009 and Comic Con. We also have a discussion about the future of print media. Got more this week on the Bonsai Beat. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 43 of the Bonsai Beat. This is Joe Quinn. And I'm free. <laughs> I'm sorry, my cat decided to start brawling right next to me and it sounded like my entire like shelf just fell down. Ah, jeez. There goes that professional slick intro. Uh, that is Freak with me this week. Yo. Unfortunately. Uh, Zoldar could not make it, but, uh, I found a suitable replacement. Although, once you hear this, you'll be like, I can never be replaced. I'm Zoldar. So, please welcome Freak. He does a show on Otakast Network called Mangumi, which looks like all manga. Yeah. So, uh, thank you very, thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, glad to be here. Okay, so, uh, you also watch anime and whatnot, so uh, have you been watching anything? Uh, yeah, I've... Wait, can you hear me? Yes, I, I can. Think... Oh. <laughs> uh, I've never auto-unmuted before, so I was nervous. But, yeah, I've been watching, uh, just a few days, just over the past few days, I've been watching a whole lot of the new titles, like uh, Tokyo Magnitude 8.0, um, which is about a girl. Oh, and a boy I've, yeah, and I've gone, I've gone through the, I've gone through. Yeah, I, I'm watching yeah. so many. So, what do you think of that show? That I. Uh, so, what do you think about Tokyo Magnitude? The first, uh, well, the first episode and the actually the first two episodes didn't seem to be going anywhere. But now it seems. I, I mean, if you can't tell by the ending, by the ending animation, they're going trying to find their way home. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it looks like it's going to be a pretty interesting adventure, even though it's not, like, outlandish like most animes are. It's more of a realistic one that could actually happen one day. Um, but I think it'd be really interesting and a good learning experience. Yeah. Uh, also, also along with along with that, I've been watching Bakemonogatari, um, which is, a, so far, it's three episodes and it's planned. There's 15 episodes planned. And it's about a boy who was attacked by a vampire shortly before the series started and and then he was brought turned back into a human by uh Mene Oshi I think I'm not yeah sure. I couldn't say um, it either um but he he meets this girl who is like five who only weighs five kilograms 
uh, and her weight was taken away by a heavy crab or omoikane. And so he's, uh, so for the first two episodes, they try to get her weight back and are able to do so. So, and, and then the third episode is just weird. <laughs> yeah. Talking in a park. With all the, yeah, with the little schoolgirl and the, yeah, I found that show really, really difficult to watch because, have you seen F A Tale of Memories? No. Okay, F A Tale of Memories does the same exact thing with all those scrolling texts and, you know, not being able to read Japanese and having oh. to. Well, it probably has to do with this, uh, maybe it was created by Shaft because this one is also, um, it's produced by Shaft. And, or Neo says. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it also has the same ex- it has the same director who directed Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei and I found a lot of things are like very similar except this one's not really a comedy harem it's more of a serious sort of thing yeah I, I like um, the show I mean you, you said to check it out so I did and I liked it just my big thing is you gotta almost yeah, know it, like the deity like you almost gotta know like the deities or whatever they're trying to play out you know the 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 different yeah. animals, almost like Fruits Basket. Shinto. Well, that was the Zodiac. This is Shinto. That's what it was, Zodiac. Couldn't think of the name. Um, but other than, but like, yeah. all the stupid scrolling text and all that jazz, uh, it's very, very pretty. And uh, very mm-hmm. unique, I'll say that much. Some of the best animation I've seen this year so far. Uh, <laughs> also, I started watching Kanan, and... That was interesting. Canan? Oh, Canon? Oh, that's, yeah. I'm sorry. C A N N A N or yeah, that one. Yeah. C A N A A N. Yeah. Yeah. Canon. Um, sorry, I'm thinking Canon. Difficult for me to understand. I know there's a girl and a gun, and that's pretty much that's, that's about it. All I understand. Like, there's people blowing up, and I only watched the first episode. There's people dying and going crazy, and then all the Chinese people are psychotic, so, um, <laughs> that was, that was a treat. Um, as far as, and I've also started watching shortly, shortly before this show, I started watching Umineko no Naku Kurumi, which I haven't actually gotten anywhere past the opening <laughs> song, which is really good, but I hope, that, I've got high hopes, but on some places, like, like, um, I looked at the review on Instant.net, it got five stars out of ten, which is... Ooh, yeah, not, not that good. <clears throat> but I, I hope it's I hope it's worth my time, but uh, it's also three episodes in. As far as movies, let's see, I watched... I've, I've been watching uh, The Girl Who Left Through Time, and that was a really, really funny... That, that actually is a really good movie. If anybody hasn't seen it, I highly suggest that you do. Um, because it's got really, really nice animation, and it's got a really good story about this girl who can just, like, leap, and then she falls through this time time portal, and she, she goes back in time, and she can relive events. And so it's really funny when she goes back and she karaoke's, like, for hours and hours and hours, but it's really <laughs> just like, um, it's really just like an hour. Um, so no, you know, she, she's not going to use the time to like go stop Hitler, or stop the fall, you know, stop the the crash of 1929. No, I'm going to go karaoke. Can only go back to places that she was. Oh, weak. Like she can only, she can only go back and redo things that she's already done. <clears throat> like um, she can't, she she can't go back before she was born because she didn't exist. 
Oh, okay, that's kind of cool then. So and can she go cheat on her tests? Like, could... what? She could. She could. Uh, could she go back to school? And like, oh, I got an F on this math test. I'm gonna retake yeah, it. Yeah, she actually. That's that's one of the first things she does. Um, in the beginning of the movie, she has a really unlucky day, where um, she causes this fire in cooking class, and she gets an F on her report. Uh, I mean, on a paper, and she gets to school late, and then she gets hit by a train. But. <laughs> But she she discovers that she can leap through time. Uh, as she's about to get hit by the train, she like disappears and goes back to like five seconds before when she was on her way down, and cr and instead she crashed into some old lady who held her up long enough to keep her from getting run over. Um, and so then she talks to her aunt who says that apparently a lot of teenage girls can leap through time, um, and most girls hurt. Most girls her age learn how to eventually do that. And so she said the earliest occurrence that happened for her was um, she woke up late one Sunday, and she said, oh, what a lazy day, or something like that. And then all of a sudden it was nighttime. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Apparently, apparently in Japan a lot of girls have time-traveling abilities. Well, so, yeah, that's another thing I mean, to add up there. They don't have fathers or parents who care about them. They all live by themselves. They have a very nice house. There's always a rich friend. Like, what anime well, that's not slice of life when you're like, hey, there's that rich friend we have who's rich and well, has that like, beach house. This one, this one centers around a very normal girl. She has a caring family, <laughs> and her sister eats her pudding, um, which she gets really, really mad over. So she leap, when when she learns how to leap back in time... Like she's running and she's trying to, and she's going to uh, jump into this into this water, and then in the middle of the air, she disappears and goes back in time to when her sister got home, and went to go eat her pudding. So she went through and ate all her pudding before her sister did. That's so, funny. <laughs> um, she she only does at the beginning. She only does like really small selfish things, but as the movie continues, like halfway through the movie, you see how much those small things affect everybody around her gotcha um, so we've got a question for you though because yeah. you, you know you're watching Tokyo Magnitude the one thing I've got to mention is what I mentioned last week when we were talking about this show was the normous the normacy I can't even say that the normalcy of the family um, like it's realistic there's not that anime gloss over we're the happy family everything is good what do you think of that? Like, do you think it's finally a good fresh of air? Um, do you think it adds to the realism? What do you think? Which show? Tokyo Magnitude 8.0. Oh, I think it really adds to the re realism. Um, I actually, I'm able, uh, strangely enough, I'm very able to identify with the girl, Mirai. Um, she thinks a lot the same way I do, except like ten times more negatively. Yeah, um, number th episode three is kind of pissing me off when she was all like super negative. It's like, oh Jesus Christ, drop it already. Yeah, um, it's it's actually the re the reality of the family. The, the parents aren't getting along. They're like on the verge of divorce, and her mom is always away at work, and her dad is lazy. Um, so it, it adds to the realism, especially for. Um, Especially for kids who have, like, families with problems, that probably uh, helps them identify with the characters more. And then she's got her lovable brother, Yuki, who mm. um, is, like, really adorable. Uh, and that adds to 
and and she's pretty much trying to. It seems that she's going to be trying to protect him. She's very protective of him, even though she also like gets mad at him very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like really adorable. So it, he adds he adds the the um, innocence <laughs> to this series. Definitely. Okay, well, let's go ahead and hop right into the news then. Uh, actually, oh, sorry, before I do that, I know I promised an interview with Neo uh, this week. Fortunately, due to time constraints, uh, Neo cannot join us today, but said hopefully no. by next... I know, it's a tragedy. Well, you got me. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I had the second best thing. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and hit right into the news. Okay. 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 This week in Anime News, brought to you by Anime News Network. Yeah, Anime News Network. Um, so, Otakon was held last weekend, and it had um, 26,000 people attended it last weekend. And that's about the same amount of people as last year. So it, it grew a little bit, but they didn't have a drop in people not showing up because of the economy. So that's pretty cool. Well, of course we had. Well, of course there's the otaku saving their money like all year to go to this huge convention. Um, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so the really the really big news out of uh, Otakon came from Funimation, and the Friday night or the, excuse me the Thursday night, <clears throat> the Thursday night before Otakon started. There was a message left on Twitter by at Funimation saying, Oh, by the way, you might want to pay attention to us. Uh, we'll have announcements uh, every day. <laughs> oh, yes. So first off, they came out with Dragon Ball Z, the like super ultimate badass. Uh, it's going to be the original Japanese everything. If it came out in Japan, we're getting it. It has an MSRP of $80. It's coming in a big brick. It's seven discs. But my question is, here's where I got kind of confused. He mentioned seven of them. Is it seven $80 releases? Or is it just seven discs on this one release? Uh, kind of um, confusing. Well, it depends on how much each disc holds. Um, if it's going to be like... If they're going to be... Oh, let's see. It, I think they're like seven box sets. I think. See, that's what I I'm thought sure. too. That's what I thought because I was just so, like, hmm. They're probably releasing them as seven box sets. Okay. Released over time, and so that's they'll be seven separate eighty dollars releases. But even and Funimation, even, even the Funimation rep said that, you know, they won't be exactly eighty bucks. They'll get them cheaper elsewhere. But uh, yeah, com- <clears throat> oh, sorry. I go really ahead. I really can't see uh, them fitting 300-something episodes on seven discs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, it's VCD quality. It's crappier than DVD. Um, so that was pretty cool. And the cool thing is it has the um, <clears throat> Japanese intro and outro, um, the promo spots that were used when the show came out. Uh, and if you're a really big DBZ fan, you'll like this. It comes with a hard-bound book, like a hardback book um, with artwork and all kinds of crazy stuff that only the hardcore Dragon Ball Z fan would like. And it's only going to be yeah. dubbed. 
And it's only going to be dubbed in Japanese, no English. I think. I think that's what I've got. Although Funimation isn't known for their, uh... Actually... Is it well, both? actually, um... Talking to something straight a few weeks ago, uh, he was mentioned. He mentioned to me that he was going to be that they were going to have him back in the studio dubbing Dragon Ball Z oh. again. Well, so Dragon Ball sure, Z or um, Dragon Ball Z Kai? I I don't know. He said uh, Dragon Ball Z. I'm pretty <clears throat> sure. I I, I think mean, it's Kai. I have my suspicions that it could be Kai, um, but I'm not completely sure yet. Yeah. Uh, he also said that. He also said that I that he doesn't think that Funimation will be running the American ice script with all the Mondo Cools and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, thank God for that. <laughs> um, oh, here's here's a news piece I like if you're done oh, with. Oh, hold on, hold on. We have, we'll, we'll get to it here. Um, so, the other the other news that Funimation came out said um, they acquired Cash and Sins. And uh, I know that was a pretty big title. I haven't watched myself. And then they announced that they had a very unique live-action movie that actually looks pretty good. It's called Daytime Drinking. And it's about this guy who gets dumped. And he's all depressed and woe is me. And his buddy's like, we gotta go out. We gotta go drinking. So they meet for a day to meet up and go drinking. Nobody shows up. And so he takes his bus to like the middle of nowhere. And he has to wait, I think it was like three days or some amount of long time. So he's just like, fuck it, I'm going to go get drunk. And the tag, the title of it is, um, Viewing the World Through the Bottom of a Glass. And the, they showed a trailer. There, you can actually watch all these announcements uh, on Funimation's YouTube channel. Um, the trailer looks very interesting. It looks like something that could be fun to watch. Uh, have you well, seen I, Cash I, and Sins? No. What's that? What? No, I said I might just check that out. <clears throat> ah, okay. Um, and then finally, the big announcement everyone's waiting for. Eden of the East has been officially acquired by Funimation. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. If I had the theme song in front of me, I'd be playing it, because that's like the only Oasis song I like now. Well, other than Waterfall or Wonderfall. Wonderwall and a couple other ones. But, um, uh, yeah, that was awesome. But, so they're all 2010 releases. They didn't say when. You know, Funimation's gonna dub it. So, it'll be very unique. The one thing I thought of, like, this is really the first show that I've really, really enjoyed that I've watched first in Japanese. Well, I guess it's the same thing for Welcome to the NHK, but. I almost wonder if I'm ever going to watch the show in English, just because you get used to, like, the characters, you know, voices when watching the show. But, I think uh, I might, uh, but I ha I really do wonder who uh, Takizawa is going to be played by, because I haven't heard very many uh, voice actors who sound much like him. I would probably and think it's Funimation, so I would probably say, like, Greg Ayers or Chris Ayers. Um, those are just people's top of my head. I honestly don't know all their male, you know, people they always go yeah. with. Um, let's let's just hope they can find someone good. I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure they'll easily be able to find something for Saki because <clears throat> she's just very stereotypical. <laughs> yes, as far as anime girls go. Mm -hmm. um, I want to know. You know I really love this series, though. Uh, I've just I've just been 
finished it up, and it came to a really, really good conclusion. Yeah. You know, here's a crappy thing, though. It's Funimation's like, yeah, we got the series, but the movies, we don't know about yet. But, I mean, I don't blame them that the movies aren't even out yet. But I almost guarantee you 100% that Funimation will announce eventually. Yeah, they'll get the movie. There's no there's no trailers of the movie that I have seen yet, and I've looked. Oh, so there's trailers. I don't... Oh, there are? There's a trailer. They released a trailer, like, almost instantly after the show ended for the one that's coming out in November. Oh. Uh, that's November. Uh, well, yeah, but <laughs> still, it came out. Away. I guess it's too far away for Funimation to actually worry about it, and plus, we'll have to wait till it comes out on DVD in Japan before they oh, announce anything. Yeah, probably. definitely. So that was uh, Oricon. There was probably more announcements, but I just really don't care. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, one one um, one news story that I really liked. Uh, because I'm a really big fan of this show, NBC's Tonight Show. Oh, yes, I was just about to mention that. About, <laughs> about an hour. About manga and um, Bang Zoom. I don't know what that is, but I'll Bang, watch this. Bang Zoom, watch is a, this yeah, Bang Zoom is really well known. They do the, they do the dub at, uh, they do, they're like a parent of like Bandai. Like they're not a parent company, like they're, ah. they do things, I think they do the dubbing is what Bang Zoom does. I'm probably wrong though. Well, it looks like Conan O'Brien's going to be uh, making fun of uh, Bang Zoom, and so uh, oh, that's tonight actually. That's in an it's hour. An hour, yeah. So right after the show yeah. airs, oh. run to NBC, and we'll be able to watch it on Hulu. If you miss it, you can check it out on Hulu. I'm so gonna watch this episode. So nobody bother me at from between. 10.30 and 11.30. Where else? Because <laughs> I will be watching Conan O'Brien make fun of manga. <laughs> and I'm already a really big Conan O'Brien fan, so... I don't I'm know. Glad. After I the way he parodied it. his mother, his Mario Brothers background, I'm not very hopeful. Um, well, I can see what this is going to look like. <laughs> yeah, well, we can only guess. Uh, Comic-Con is going on right now, and really the only anime-related stuff is from Bandai. And honestly, it's really not news. Uh, they basically just came out and said all the stuff they said at Anime Expo. Um, the only thing I thought worth mentioning was uh, they had a question, a Q and A session after the pan after the panel. Someone asked about the Haruhi season two, and they said currently it is confidential and they cannot comment on the new versions of Haruhi if they got them or or what's going on with that. So. Well, um, you know, I wonder why nobody asked about Kuroshitsuji. They've, they've, they've announced, I think they've been hinting, I'm not sure they've given a full press release yet, but they've been hinting that they're going to be uh, releasing uh, Kuroshitsuji. I'm pretty sure that, they'll, that they've acquired the rights, so I haven't confirmed the rumor yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll but, see what happens, because, I mean, Bandai owns Haruhi, you almost guarantee, like, it's almost a god for clothes, for, you know, like, Bandai's doing good, Funimation's doing good. Now, and Viz, but I mean, if, like, AEV came out of nowhere and be like, guess what? We've got the new Haruhis! That would be, like, a huge, huge, huge announcement, because Bandai owns the rights in Japan. Why wouldn't Bandai America get the same stuff? So. Yeah. Here's a very unique release that came out. If you're a 
Gundam fan, which I wish Pat was here to hear this. He's probably read it and splooged everywhere because Pat is a huge Gundam freak. Gundam MS Movie Files get a DVD slash UMD release. The first off, I was like, who the hell releases UMDs anymore? Who? But apparently, people want this crap in their pocket, so... Well, who carries a freaking PSP? Um, <clears throat> but what this is, this isn't a movie, per se. It's more of a database. Slat with movie files. They have over 300 Gundam things with all the stats and movie clips from each series, and... It's like an uber dictionary. It's like the Pokedex of Gundam, I'm calling it. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> and it's going to be a release. It's going to be released seven uh, every month for seven months. So each month you'll get a new disc. Um, What's that, Dexter? It's a Goldfinger model. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Can it, can it battle my electric Gundam? No, it is bad against water, electric Gundam. Ugh. Um, the thing is, is they're only producing 200,000 copies overall, so I almost guarantee if you're not, like, in Japan, you're gonna get butt-raped on, like, eBay, or, <laughs> I mean, I just think of, like, how quickly those stupid $900 cell phones that were the Evigalian, um, uh, you know, replicas, and these are just yeah. discs. They're going to go pretty quick, because Gundam is a very, 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 very popular uh, series. But you can probably find them online, so I don't know. Yeah. So, um, Charlie, yeah, moving on. Oh, go ahead. In other news, um, the scriptwriter for uh, Fist of the North Star and the Zinger Z and Kyakuchu, Ogolion, you know, other stuff like that, um... It's it's uh he's died recently. He's dead. He's playing he in the ground. The Let's see. He wrote the screenplay for Fist of the North Star and Mazinger Z versus Devil Man. Uh, and he's and he wrote for a whole bunch of other anime series like Judy Honey, Bakuratsu Goro, Devil Man, Mazinger Z, and Hyakuchi Goldion. Um. So and it's Sushimu <laughs> Takaku. Um. Of a, he died of acute respiratory failure on Wednesday at 10.58 a.m. Uh, he was 76 years old when he died, and um, he leaves, and he actually is still married, or he was married uh, to his wife, Kumiko, so she's still alive, so he kind of left her behind. Well, um, when you die, you typically, unless you're going to do a murder-suicide, you kind of don't do the whole package deal. I'm dying, honey. Come die with me. Okay. Well, 76, that's pretty old. So, I mean, I mean, not hugely old, but, I mean, you know, he lived a long life, and you get old, you old die. die of respiratory failure. <laughs> that's kind of a crappy way to die. I hope he died in his sleep. That's a, oof. Basically drowning or suffocating to death. He, he died at 11 a.m., so it seems that he was a... He, I mean, judging just by the time, he was awake. <laughs> mm, never know. Oh, well, may you rest in peace, and thank you very much for all the uh, great anime literature and manga and stuff he left behind us. So, um, Charlize Theron, Samuel Jackson, to act in the CG Astro Boy. Uh, Summit Entertainment has announced... Oh. 
that at Comic-Con, well, apparently I missed this, on Thursday, that Charlize Theron and actor Samuel L. Jackson will voice act in the computer-animated Astro Boy. They're uh, three or... And, yeah. And, and what? He's going to appear on a plane. Yes. We'll have to listen to, you know, Samuel L. Jackson bitch and moan. See, you have to listen to that every five seconds, because he he won't yeah. remind us. Just out of the blue, ask him where we talking, and then he'll be like, oh, "I hate these fucking snakes." But like, that's not part of the script. But just leave it in anyway, because it's funny. Astroboy's main adversary in this movie is robotic snakes. So. <laughs> yes, in the no, Astroboy battles the airline industry in one too many fees. I don't know. Uh, this isn't, yes, this isn't Samuel L. Jackson's first forte into voice acting, as everyone's probably well aware, he was in Samurai, uh, Afro Samurai, and Afro Samurai Resurrection, I almost said Afro, I almost said Afro Shampoo or whatever, <laughs> I was like, all of a sudden I caught myself, I was like, wait a minute, that's wrong, so that's kind of cool, uh, well, um, in other news, moving on, uh, there's going to be a Halo Legends, uh, anime movie. Oh, or, God. I think no, an it's an anime. It's an... Now get this. No, you know more about this. Five, <laughs> um, five studios. It took five studios to freaking produce this pile of crap. So the people, and there's some good studios. Bones, uh, Casio Productions, Four. IG Studio, 4 Degrees Celsius. Um, That's actually Toei. Oh, Toei, uh, 4 Degrees Celsius is the one that um, produced Tech on King Creed. Oh. So let's hope that this goes well because I like that movie. And then they're talking um, about that the trailer was supposed to premiere today. I haven't seen it, but I'm, I'll, I'll be anxious. I'll be honest. I'm anxious to see it, but nervous to see it. Like, why does it need to be a Halo anime? The trailer was on Spike TV. Meh. Today. I don't have cable, um, so meh. It'll be online. But seriously, why do we um, need a freaking anime about Halo? Fuck that. Ooh, I'm Master Chief and I'm shooting stuff. And I never take my helmet know, off. You know, Jello, you have to be uh, happy that this is coming out before um, the Twilight anime, because they're going to make one of that. So, at least you'll have two crappy anime to watch, and one will be slightly better than the other. You know, I'll, I'll just buy the Halo, and then just put a YouTube video of me starting on fire. Not even watching it, just pouring gas on it and lighting it, and then I'll poop on it. Because that's what it will be. This anime will be poop. And all it's going to be is, like, uh, to go to the hand, I'll get all the Halo fanboys in a tizzy, and be like, oh my god, it's Master Chief in anime form! And besides, yeah, well, Microsoft uh, is better uh, than Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> yes, well, hey, Bill Gates just gave these guys a call. I'm like, hey, I'm fucking Bill Gates, yo. I'll come to Japan and whoop your ass if you don't make me some Halo movies. Halo animes. That's why five people had to do it. Or five production studios. Oh. Well, they wanted to make it as good as possible, so you have to have the best. <laughs> you have to have everybody. <laughs> yes, because, you know, things just work so well when everyone gets their hands in the cookie jar. 
Hmm. Wonder if we can take real life examples. I don't know. Microsoft Vista, maybe. <laughs> anyway, well, anyone who enjoys their Halo anime, it's coming out. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, the trailer is going to be airing on Spike TV tonight, if, if it hasn't already. Apparently, they have a game trailer TV show. Um. The kind of redeeming thing about this, though, is Studio 4 Degrees Celsius also worked on Animatrix and Batman Gotham Knight. And if you've watched either of those, the artwork is freaking amazing and both very good. So, I don't know. It could be good. I mean, I don't know. I just think that, really, what are you going to do with a Halo? Like, what more can you tell of the story that you haven't told in the game? You know? Plus, they've got, you know, now a spinoff game. and What's that? Halo 4's been announced, too, so they're... Oh, they're yeah, there you go. Series. So maybe it's a prequel to this, Halo 4 or something. This movie is, well, this movie is actually about Halo Wars, but this anime is about Halo Wars, not, oh, not okay. the series. So it's going to be a different story. That's probably just going to be... It's probably going to make just as much sense as the old one. Very little. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, people will buy it, I guess. So, um... Let's go ahead and move into... Wait for those people to figure out that they can't kill other people online. Um, with this movie. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and run into our DVD picks. It's and another weekend. Will. More DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. Ooh, DVD picks. Ooh. So, this last week, some awesome, awesome anime came out. I, for one, have purchased said awesome anime. Hayate, the Combat Butler, Part 1. Yes, Hayate finally makes his stateside debut. Um, if you have not seen this show, and you like comedy, and don't mind them breaking the fourth wall and stuff kind of not making sense, uh, you will like this show. It's just a pure old comedy, nothing more, nothing less, and it's freaking awesome. How about you, Freak? What would well, you purchase this week? Well, the one I would pick is uh, actually, strangely enough, uh, I'm not a huge fan of mech anime, but uh, this really caught my eye. Eureka 7 Complete Collection number uh, 2. Yes, a very out. good show. Another good show. Yes. Uh, I'm actually not a fan of mech anime, but this actually has some of the best artwork I've ever seen, and a really good and a story, to me, is really good. A lot of like some people won't agree with me, and uh, but I like the story. It's really interesting, um, and it's actually kind of funny too. Uh, so the the second part of this uh, complete collection has come out. Oh, okay. So it's part one and part two. No, um, this. You know what? The you you saying you didn't like mech anime. I look at this like Full Metal Panic. I do not like mech anime either, but I started watching anime because of Full Metal Panic. Yes, there's mech in there, but the show isn't based around mech per se. So, there's it's there, but the story with El Reca 7 is the same way. It's They use these giant robots, and it's kind of integral to the story, but it's almost kind of a afterthought in terms of overall... Oh. Well, like, the reason I like this anime as opposed to something like Gundam is actually the mechs work a lot different than the stereotypical mechanical gigantic soldier. They're actually more like, um... People. They're like... They have souls. In a jar. Uh, but, uh, this one is coming out. It's, um... 
it's in 480, uh, 480DP, which is good, which is pretty good definition. 480P um, is standard, man. 480 is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, well, you're not doing a very good job selling technical. 480P is your standard definition. For me, it's good for me. I mean, I'm not really used to 480DP. So, uh, it's, it's, Features the uh, Japanese and English tracks with Engl- and English subtitles, commentaries, voice actor interviews, and the actual like textless openings and closings. So, that's I I would get this DVD if I had the money. Yeah, so very very but good show. I said it. Yes. Okay. Well. As I promised, um, and feel free to call in uh, about this subject because um, this is something that uh, really anyone can talk about. If you like manga, if you like, uh, you know, give us a call at uh, area code 646-652-2487. Have your say on this topic. Uh, I would love to get your input. Um, The topic I want to discuss here is... Digital distribution in manga. Um, a couple of days ago, uh, I purchased, well, not purchased, but um, just rifling through the G1 uh, market, I came upon a manga for free, actually. Don't know what it says, it's all Japanese. But I started looking at like things like the Kindle, and, you know, and I've I, I worked in the print industry. I've worked in the print industry for three and a half years. Um, when I had left, uh, it was pretty beat up, and it still is pretty beat up. I know people who still work at the same job that I worked at in the print industry, and it's not good. And you hear about newspapers going out of business. Um, we've had several anime magazines take a dive, um, the latest casually being uh, Shoujo Beat. Um, they have now you know, hit the bucket. Yeah, they died a couple weeks ago. And so I got to thinking, the digital distribution, is it a good thing? Is it inevitable? How much longer can companies really, you know, keep printing the books? Yeah, that's a a really good question. Um, I I mean, it's, first of all, it's more expensive to print it on paper. Uh, Well, here's what I I think. I'm going to cut you off or anything, but like, you know... You know, you've got like places like Barnes and Noble and uh, and uh, you know Borders and whatnot. You know, their livelihood, I guess you could say, is books. And you know, the manga selections are big. Like, really, like if you were given the opportunity, to, let's say, um, by uh, what's a manga you read? Uh, let's see. Just pick one off the top of your head and just one that. One that's out in the United States? Yeah, just randomly just um, pick one. Uh, Fairy Tale. Okay. So let's just say the the publisher of Fairy Tale comes along and says, Hey, guess what? We're going to start doing iPod and cell phone and digital distribution of that that uh, that book. Would you continue to purchase it? If it, was, uh, if it wasn't just on the basis well, of story or anything like that. I personally, I think uh, I, w- I think I would still purchase the manga first of all because I don't see how an iPod sort of thing would work with that. Um, but if they if they were releasing it on the internet for subscribers, 
list or something. Uh, I mean, I probably, I'll probably just read it if they release it legally on the internet. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, waste money if it's not, if it's easily available some other way. Gotcha. But, and and one one upside that they have to releasing it using more different thing, uh, to using different technology like the internet is that they can actually translate it a lot faster and they can get caught up to the Japanese releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have the production uh, time. And, and that's why that's why a lot of uh, fan scanlations exist because the American manga are just way behind the Japanese ones. So that um, so people create. Either that, or the or the manga hasn't even been translated into English, so it's there as a means to for Americans to read this other manga that they wouldn't normally be able to read. Yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot out there that um, that's not available in America, and I think I mean you can't expect you can't expect uh, a company like Viz to go through. Uh, uh, go through a manga shop in Japan and pick out every single title they don't that they don't have. Bring it back and um, translate every single one. I mean, every everybody is hit by this huge crisis, economic crisis that's been going on uh, all over the world. So there's you can't have there's there aren't the manga companies aren't expanding as rapidly as they could be right now. Well, in terms of new titles, maybe. But, I mean, look at um, Viz, well, yeah. and they just announced that AX, you know. Hey, we're going to be bringing you, f- you know, 50 new titles or whatever, you know, 31 new titles next year uh, from the One Piece series. Um, well, uh, that's that's from one series. They've already got devoted staff members. They, But they don't have staff members that can go... They don't have freelance staff members that can go and do a whole bunch of different manga projects like Bloody Monday or or Defense Devil. Mm-hmm. Um, they still and and even Katekyo Hitman Reborn. They haven't been like I think they only have eight volumes out in the U.S. right now, and the manga is really good. But the the amount of volumes they have is like it's not even up to the best parts of the of the manga series. Oh god, it's not a freaking 142 episodes right now. Okay. I mean, I look at this subject like a two-way street. I look at it like convenience because like on my bookshelf, I've got 15 or so different pieces of manga. Um, but, you know, would I want to carry all that in on me? No. But uh, you know, if it's on my iPod or my G1, and you know, for being on a G1, it worked really well. You would just slide your finger across, and it would fade in and fade out to the next page. Um, it worked out really well, but I think the convenience factor is, you know, a PDF or whatever they decide to put this format in um, is small. You know, it's a quick download. It'd be perfect for a mobile application. You know, hit up the iTunes store and download a couple mangas before you. Well, uh, you know, head out on your now, trip or something. Now, see, the biggest problem with uh, downloading manga from the internet is that if they're going to, if they, if a company is going to upload it to the internet, they have to upload it as a picture file, and or they have to upload it. I mean, they have to. 
it's still visually there. Um, see, it's not very easy to go on and it's it's not very convenient to go on and to go on like Crunchyroll and motion capture all of the um, all of the a whole episode of. Oh no, um, of course not. But I'm saying though is. But 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 uh, Monish Eptors run 19 pages long or 18 pages long each. Mm-hmm. Usually, that's the normal. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just that's just hitting uh, the screen capture button 18 times, and then you just repost it, or you can right-click, save image as. So that's the big problem with them releasing it on iPods and such. Is I mean, people have found a way to get into the iPod formats. Uh, I mean, you can take apart like if they were to if they were to put something in a PDF that you can download on your iPhone. On your iPod, they, well, it's yeah. so easy to redistribute. It would be so easy to illegally redistribute. That no, that's and that's, that's that's neither here nor there, though. I mean, anything that gets released can be cracked. I'm saying, um, you know, I look I look at the Kindle. That'd be a perfect device. Kindle can read PDFs. It has a wireless connection. You know, why didn't if Tokyo Pop came out and said, "Hey, we're gonna be releasing digital manga," you know, for the Kindle, starting at a you know, six ninety nine for for a you know a book per volume. You know, part of me wonder. Part of me thinks like this is almost inevitable because everything's moving to digital. Um, but I also wonder like what I like about buying the manga is well, a the story, but being able to keep it and have it physically there. Um, you know, unless my house burns down or something happens to the manga that you know happens. Um, you know, I might have to rebuy it or whatnot, but you know, with a digital format, it's you get that piece of data, and that's that. You don't have anything saying, "Hey, I've collected all the, uh, I've collected every manga that came out for Suzuka or Sun, you know, Sundome or whatever you're reading." You know how people are with their DVDs. Um, you know, it's one of those pride factors, I guess. Yeah, see, the big problem with it, with uh, moving to manga is really, I mean, for them to move to digital is really you're losing a, an aesthetic feel if you do that. I mean, a lot of people don't really like a lot of people collect manga volumes. They they pretty much they get it, they find a series that they like, and they just collect all the volumes and read the series. Um, but see, if you've got and and then they can show it off to all their otaku friends. Hey, look, I finished this series. I read all the volumes of D. Grayman that are off right now. And so, there. But if you if it's just a piece of data, all you're showing your friends is an unimpressive folder of images, mm-hmm. um, and that takes away from the aesthetic of being uh, an otaku. <clears throat> and that's really and and really, since manga and anime were made for pe- were made just to like to let people have a good time with to be to be a fun sort of thing, um, and also a big cultural uh, piece mm-hmm. part of Japan. Then I think that if they took away those aesthetics, that it would, it would greatly. I think it would it would hurt the. Do you think you'd reduce the, the enjoyment uh, of the product? What? Yeah, I think so because a lot of people like reading pages. I like reading it in pages. Although, I mean, um, the internet would be much more uh, conventional. And my personal opinion is I. Um, like I'm caught up on uh, Katekyo Hitman Reborn mm-hmm. uh, in, with Japan, and the, there's actually one scanlation website that does that makes the scanlations like 
they have these really, really bad uh, raw scam missions mm-hmm. that, uh, that are given to them, but they make it look ten times better than it does on paper. Well, yeah, because um, you can digitally clean so, it up. I mean, it's not that hard to to, yeah. to well, take yeah, out the they, spine, and then all you have to do is flip the pages back and forth and have a really nice high high quality scanner. You're always going to get a better quality well, picture digitally than you will on paper. Well, see, um, that's the thing. It's very difficult. Um, it would be like if you on paper you don't see that kind of quality. They because mm-hmm. the 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 leader of uh, the the scanlation group I'm talking about, I'm not going to mention it, but um, he he is actually like he's a Photoshop whiz. And he can, um, like, he cleans the images up. He makes everything look smooth. He looks like it's on TV. It looks like it's on TV. But, um, and so you can't, you don't see that with the, um... Yeah, you can't zoom in and check out all the little details that you can in a in a digital copy. Even, well, no, even, like, it's not just details. It, it's, like, smoothed over mm-hmm. and it looks, and all the edges are really thick and dark. Mm-hmm. But, um, the, the thing... The thing is, even even the original copies don't look that good. So one advantage that they would have to switch uh, for, by switching the internet is they wouldn't have they would have much much better looking effects on, for all their characters. Their the quality uh, would their be much art better. Yeah, would have like much greater potential because the way they print it, they print it in dots. They're just black and white dots. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so. Since they're printing it with black and white dots, all their patterns, uh, like the patterns of the shading, that's all black and white dots. So you can only get so good with, you can only get like such a shade with black and white dots. After that, you have to smooth it over, blur it, blur it around. Mm-hmm. So that's what um, this scanlation group has done, and I've actually learned to do uh, that. So that's what I do with like all my. So I, so. Um... So, just get your final opinion on this whole thing because I mean, like, it's almost got it's like it's like almost like a double-edged sword, I think, in terms of you've got trade-offs and you've got disadvantages. I think the trade-offs or the advantages are um, yeah. going digital, you get a better quality, um, you know, you get a better high-resolution file, you know, you get the high-resolution pics, um, better quality. They're mobile. You can pack, you know, fifteen, twenty, thirty, fifty, hundred. Uh, you know, volumes on a freaking thumb drive, or you know, you can download them quickly off the internet. Whereas non-digital, you know, you have to pack the. Well, hold on a sec. You have to pack the books, you know, in a book bag, or you know, you got to carry them physically with you. The pages don't look as crisp and clear. You know, they might not look as good. Um, well, they are. Oh, I'm gonna disagree there. They. I'm not saying they're not crisp and clear. I'm just saying. Oh no! Not, but you're always gonna get a better quality not, with digital. You're always gonna get a better quality, no matter what. I'm just saying, yeah. like, the, um, so as a manga fan, if you know, it came to be that you know more and more digital, distri- di- excuse me, digital distribution happens, um, would you say, hey, I'll go and start buying? Would you? Oh would yeah, you, of course. Uh, if there was dis- digital distribution, no, I'd be the first to jump on the bandwagon. It's just that. Um, it comes with its advantages and disadvantages. Mm-hmm. You list a whole bunch of the advantages. It's all nicer. But as a disadvantage, like, I'm holding one of my favorite manga in my hand, School Zone, Volume 1, and um, just looking through the pages. Um, and, like, I this 
it's really, really nice to be able to read it on paper. But and it and it adds sort of a happiness to owning it. It, it adds a sense of ownership. Mm-hmm. I own like all 200 pages of this. And then, uh, but at the end, the quality is you know, it's really nice quality and it looks really, really good. But it's somewhat less than it than it could be if it was scanlated onto the internet. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if it was easily available. And then another problem for the internet is like it's even easier to pirate it. Well, that's neither here nor there. I mean, like anything. But, I, you know, I bought yeah. I bought uh, Hayate, the combat butler on DVD. I'm watching a pirated version of it right now. I mean, that's just the way it is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, worry about if Joe Blow, on a, yeah. you know, in a ebook scene group cracked it or whatever. I could care less. It's, yeah, I look at well, like um, I, I look but, at like I'm helping the anime community and the industry. Even though I'm watching a pirated book or watching a pirated movie or or reading a translated book, if it came into America and I really liked it, I'd buy it. Yeah. Um. See, that's uh, that's the big thing. I think I think as of now, before they can find, but I mean, until they can find some safer way to do this. I think for now the uh, anime, the manga industry should stay where it is. Keep releasing stuff on in these little books, books. that are like really fun. Well, that um, they're cheap. I mean, you were saying earlier about the uh, economy. I mean, I've been buying more anime, just or excuse me, more manga, because I mean, twelve bucks for a you know a two hundred page book, like you said, and give you some entertainment, and you know, catch the next one for twelve yeah. bucks or ten bucks. And you can go back, reread it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you see something that just does, that just looks a little bit off, you can go back and look at it. I mean, that the beauty of manga is that it's cheap and it's like easy. It's easy to read. Um, and so, uh, but if if the manga industry did move to digital and they did make it even easy, even more easily available, no doubt I would be one of the first people to start using uh, internet services like iPod and stuff like that to hold my manga, even though I have, like, an iPod Nano, so that would be kind of useful. Yeah, but Um, you'd invest in, like, an iPod Touch or something along those lines to get that, or a Kindle or whatever. Okay. Yeah, if it was was available, like, um, if they were selling it on the internet, like Crunchyroll was doing, like, if Crunchyroll... Started, had a manga section. I would be, <clears throat> All I would be that. one of the first people. I would, I would subscribe. Okay. To just, just to read manga on there. So as you know, there's a lot more that can be said. Um, feel free to add your comments. Um, I'll post this show up on uh, bonsaibeat.com. Um, I mean, this can be an infinite topic almost, and by no means are we right, wrong. Uh, just our kind of our opinions on the situation. Um, but I'd love to get your guys' feedback on this topic because uh, it could very well be um, happening in the very near future with the cost of materials going up and whatnot and broadband you know, getting higher and higher and higher speeds. Um, so well, I'll go ahead and end the show here. A um, few sites to check out. Um, like I just said, bonsaibeat.com. I redesigned the site, actually. It's all nice-looking and all that good stuff. Um, feel free to review us on iTunes if you like this show, if you're uh, a listener. Um, you know, feel free to give us a review on iTunes. That would be greatly appreciated. Also, check out our 
And if you haven't checked it out yet, I released it uh, last Tuesday, this last Tuesday, on my iTunes feed. Um, you can check out an interview that Freak and I and a couple other people from Autocast Radio conducted with Takahata 101. He plays Nappa from uh, Dragon Ball Z Bridge on YouTube. Very fun interview. Um, so you can check it out yeah. by going to our iTunes feed um, or downloading it. Um, also, yeah. And also check out uh, on iTunes, just search uh, Otakast. And it's uh, O-T-A-K-A-S-T. Yeah. Shameless promotion. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> hey, don't worry um, about it. Check out some of the shows that Neil and I have been running since last August and uh, <laughs> and enjoy the lovely Finn saga and all and the Naruto and Bleach Central stuff. <laughs> oh, that was fun, but it was also very, very annoying that we had to do those episode summaries all the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can also follow uh, myself, Jill Coon, on Twitter, uh, slash, tw- slash Jill Coon, that's J-E-L-L-O-K-U-N. You can follow Freak on Twitter as well, at slash O-T-A-K-A-S-T. Network. Network. Yes. So, so. Yeah. Thank you for listening, Yeah. So uh, next week, I really don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, hopefully, Zaldar will be back. Hopefully, uh, whatever's going on with him will be uh, taken care of. But thanks to everyone in the stick cam listening. Appreciate it again, each and every week. Um, Ninety seconds. Shut the hell up, British bitch. So yeah. <laughs> thank you very much, and see you next week.